I've talked a lot about the Keltec KSG shotgun over the years, and it's no secret how much I love it. It's become the go-to shotgun for law enforcement and home defense, and for a really good reason. Uh, but why am I such a huge fan of the Keltec KSG? Well, like everything that Keltec invents, it created an entirely new class of shotgun, and the one that started it all is the KSG shotgun. It's the first 12-gauge pump-action shotgun chambered for three-inch shells. And with its dual tube mags, offers a capacity of 12 plus 1. So that's six rounds in each tube plus one chambered. If you prefer two and three quarter inch shells, even better because the KSG holds seven plus seven plus one. That's 15 shells. You cannot ignore the downward shell ejection either. It makes the KSG truly ambidextrous and ejects shells away from your face. It's brilliant design. See the Keltec KSG up close and personal at KeltecWeapons.com. That's K E L. TECweapons.com. Again, to find out more, visit KeltecWeapons.com. Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. What happened was, have you guys ride bikes? Well, they have some that have this thing you put your toe in. It constrains your foot so it doesn't slide up the pedal. When I was getting off the bike, it got stuck. On the right side. I fell in case you didn't notice. Fell in case you didn't notice. It is the Dana Show. Thanks for being here today. It's me, Rich Zioli from WPHD in Philadelphia with you. Yeah, you know, it's Biden falling off the bike is one thing. It's Biden falling off the bike and America's economy falling off the bike and crashing to the side of the road. And that's the problem. And suddenly something magical has happened out there. Something so magical it's even hard to believe, and that is this. It's suddenly now okay to say Biden is really, really old and out of touch. And by saying that, you're also acknowledging what we all know, which is that he's also a gigantic failure. There is more lefty publications now writing this point and making this point, too, that guess what? Biden's old. And, and, and they're doing it in a way that's like, well, he's fine now, but he might he might down the road. It might be hard for him to do the job down the road or something like that. They say, for the most part, Biden's coping fine just now. You know, that's what they all say, whether it's the Atlantic or Vox or some of these other places. They go, but I mean, by the time he's reelected and in the midst of his second term, he'll be in his 80s. And, you know, it just may be one of those situations where. So they're really careful about it. And the reason why is because and this is a little trick here. They don't want it to seem like they're being critical of his policies because they really do like his policies. They just don't like him. I, and, and, and you may think to yourself, he's, wait a second, Rich, wait, hang on a second. How can they possibly like $7 a gallon gas? Well, obviously, with $7 a gallon gas, it, it, it leads people towards electric cars. So they're not upset by that. They're not even upset by food prices either. It keeps people in government programs. They're not upset by the fact that there are still millions and millions of job vacancies out there because again it means that there's more opportunity to grow government and get people on the government dole at some point so none of those things are problematic for them no you see what it is is that they know that they're going to lose in midterms and they want to try to change the subject by having this young kind of kennedy-esque figure come about i don't know who that is maybe beto who who knows who their their little their, their fantasy is right now but in their mind you know the they still love JFK and RFK, and maybe they want somebody like that. He just seems old. One senior administration official told me at a social function a few weeks ago 
according to this writer from, I think it was um, one of the sites, uh, Axios or the Atlantic or something. He seems old. The New York Times even quoted many Democrat officials as worrying that Biden was too old to run for re-election. Brian Stelter and John Harwood talked about the issue and the Atlantic article. Um, they talked about all these things on CNN. In fact, the editorial board of the Wall Street Journal chuckled and said, Democrats in the media suddenly discover Biden is old. Just like that overnight. Just like that. So what's changed? Hmm. Something is wrong with the president. What's changed? I know what it is, of course. It's that the progressives see an opportunity here. The AOCs, the Bernie Sanders, or that whole lot of people, they've never liked Biden. Biden's never been one of their people. They didn't want him to be there. Democrats never wanted him to be, be there to begin with. Remember, the only reason Biden is there was to stop Bernie Sanders from getting the nomination. Bernie was going to win, and they cannot control Bernie. I often joke that Biden is a puppet. I'm sure you probably joke about that, too. Biden's a puppet and people are pulling the strings on him. But you know as well as I do that Bernie Sanders was going to win the nomination. And all of a sudden, the forces that be coalesce, as they often do in Democrat politics, and they made a decision. Biden's the guy and everybody dutifully got out of the race and they all backed Joe. They kept America's mother-in-law, Elizabeth Warren and and Bernie Sanders in the race to cancel each other out, and then Biden was able to win. Because you can't, Bernie's, Bernie's a wild card. You, you can't stop Bernie. So here's where we are right now. We're at this point now where Democrats know they're going to get wiped out in midterms. They want to get rid of Biden anyway in 2024. They're happy to do it. And the other thing, too, is that, and this is something I've always noticed about the left, they'll be the first ones to call somebody an ableist, They'll uh, they'll do all their pro body image stuff. Basically, it's fat models. You know, they'll take a fat model and they'll put the fat model on a m- magazine cover and they go, oh, this is positive body affirmation or anything like this. They're the first ones to call somebody this phobic, that phobic to to call this person an, an ist. But you notice the one area that they are it's open season on is making fun of the elderly. The left does this all the time with their OK Boomer. You ever get into an argument with one of these snarky little millennials on social media? And what do they always respond with? Okay, boomer. It's the one area where the left can go after people and they don't get any of their own progressive blowback. It's really fascinating. But they can make old jokes. They can well, you're just an old white dude. You're so out of touch. You're so old. Look how old he is. They do all that stuff all the time. But if you make fun of somebody for, for any having a disability or something like that, they call you an ableist. There's that whole thing with that woman who gave that the did the song, and she used the word spaz in it, and they then she, she had to apologize and she had to change the word of the of the song because she used spaz and they accused her of being an, an ableist and embodying an abled body person something or other. Like there's there's all these woke words that the left uses constantly, and they're just deciding a moment's notice they're offended by something, except people's age. With that, it's okay, geezer. Look at this geezer. And now they're doing it with Biden, too. And they're doing it with Biden because they really don't like him. They don't ever really want him to be there. They also don't have anyone waiting in the wings. Not yet, anyway. They don't know who that person's going to be. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. 
So Elon Musk's uh, daughter, who's trans, files to change her name, no longer wishes to be related to him. She cited gender identity and the fact that I no longer live with or wish to be related to my biological father in any way, shape, or form. The question is, does she want to be related to his bank account in any way, shape, or form? My guess is the answer to that is probably yes. But again, who knows? Uh, sharks are getting closer to beaches than you might think, according to a new study that just came out. Sharks are getting closer and closer to beaches. And I wonder what the effect of all those ugly, hideous offshore windmills are going to be. Because they have they kill birds. They have the, the giant deli slicers in the sky. They kill birds they knock the heads off the birds and the birds go drop down and the sharks come and eat them so i wonder how much that is adding to things and how much it's going to make things but a university of miami study says that sharks are not avoiding the local shoreline these predators are spending plenty of time quite close to the sights and sounds of the city well who can blame them i mean you know the boardwalk's got cheesesteaks and it's got games and although it's very expensive it's a lot of fun if I were a shark, I'd want to be there, too. Plus, from the shark's perspective, all these swimmers are getting heavier and heavier, so it's a smorgasbord. Why not, right? Uh, don't fly. I told you about the dangers of airline travel. Well, a record number of travelers is going to hit the U.S. roads for July 4th weekend. It could be a, a major record because people are getting their flights canceled or they're canceling their flights or they've opted not to fly because they just can't afford the tickets because they're so expensive right now. So even though the, the price of the pump is, is, is so incredibly high right now, millions more people might be on the roads now. Also, too, because since COVID ended, people want to get back out there and see their friends and see their family again, which is also a great thing. Uh, so if you are leaving to go anywhere, leave yourself extra time. You want to do that as well. Um, there's a still movement in cities across the country right now, which is to let homeless people just stay on the streets. It's this idea of well, who the hell are we to tell them they can't be on the streets? And, and they think this now in progressive blue cities across the country, San Francisco and other places. They go, well, who are we to tell that person he's got to find a home or a shelter or something like that? Well, it turns out, according to the Associated Press, that hundreds of homeless are dying in the extreme heat in places like Texas and Phoenix and other places. As the heat swelters, they often don't have the ability to get water. They can't cool down and they wind up dying. So you see, this is what we call the unintended uh, consequences of leftist policies. They think they're being kind and compassionate, letting homeless people stay on the streets and not go to shelters. And instead, what happens is the homeless people wind up dying. It's a horrible situation. And lastly, a bus driver says he didn't know his gummy snacks included THC. He was charged with 38 counts of reckless endangerment after blacking out behind the steering wheel while snacking on gummies that he says he didn't know were infused with THC. Don't you hate that, too? You're having your gummy bears, and the next thing you know, you find that they're actually pot gummies, and you are driving a school bus, and <laughs> what are you going to do? It's, uh, I mean, sharing with the kids, I guess, is one of those things the guy probably could have done, but I don't think he's charged with that. Uh, but he did have a lot of these things with him as he was found slumped unconscious in the driver's seat of the bus. Wouldn't you like to be on that guy's bus? It was probably going very, very slowly and stopping constantly for Doritos. Which is, I mean, you gotta look on the bright side, right? Hi, my name is Johnny and I use he, him pronouns. Hi, and I'm Kanchi and I use she, her pronouns. And we're here to talk about pronouns. pronouns. What is a pronoun? A pronoun is how we identify ourselves 
apart from our name, and it's also how people refer to us in conversations. Using the right pronouns is a really simple way to affirm someone's identity. It is a signal of acceptance and respect. That was from the Navy, <clears throat> the United States Navy, and their pronoun propaganda video. That's right, their pronoun propaganda video that they put out. Uh, welcome back to the Dana Show. It's Rich Zioli in for you for Dana this afternoon. Uh, I, I think the Navy is going to start identifying as we surrender pretty soon, basically, or maybe we lose, or we just give up, or we wimps. Uh, the idea now that we're going to start dealing with pronouns in the Navy and as we say to the enemy, hey, you, they, them, and then, you know, shoot them, drop a bomb on them. Uh, but this is this is where we are with wokeness now. It's infusing every aspect of life. It's infusing the military. It's infusing every area of Democrats, progressive America. And I guess the other question, too, is why are we supposed to care about the pronoun thing? What is what is this all about other than just another reason for people to be angry? But there is a case where students in a school are actually in trouble for mispronouning people. That's a thing. That's a term now, mispronouning. And they're in trouble for this because they use the wrong pronouns and the school will not tolerate this. So these, these little kids have to deal with this whole issue right now. When we were kids, we didn't have to worry about this stuff. But it's, it's, you know what it is, too, right? I mean, you know that there are parents out there who are looking for any reason any reason at all to be offended they're usually the ones with the masks on they're usually the ones with the masks on and on, on the school pickup even though it's outside public school charges boys with sexual harassment for mispronouncing their trans classmates these are kids in eighth grade in the keel area school district of wisconsin three boys charged with sexual harassment for failing to use a female classmates chosen pronouns of they them first of all i've got a real problem with the they them thing anyway i think you got to pick a lane you got to pick a lane it's he he him or she her i think you got one you don't get to be multiple just pick one we can all live with that can't we i'm not even suggesting you got to pick the one that i want you to pick i'm just saying pick one he, him, she, her. Your choice, your decision, but just pick, all right? Uh, it's just crazy. And now they're saying, you know, and now that it's, 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 it's Pride Month right now, and, of course, the Democrats are, are running around with that Pride Month. They're saying a record number of LGBTQ candidates are running for Congress. Axios asked a good question. Why are we supposed to care about people's sexual preferences? Why does, why does it matter? Really, I mean, what, what, who cares? Who cares what their sexual preference is? I, I, I thought we were supposed to be at a point now where that no longer mattered. You know, what, what mattered was the job that the person did, their ability to be a representative, their ability to, to be a good legislator or a good elected official. Why does it matter? Why do they constantly have to fly the, pre, the pride flag and everything else? And the answer comes down to, again, culture wars. It's the very same reason why Disney put back in the gay kiss into the Lightyear movie after their battle with Disney uh, with Florida because they, they want a virtue signal. Let's back up and understand how we got to this place from very recently. So in Florida, they have the, what's called Don't Say Gay Bill, which doesn't say Don't Say Gay. But it's a bill that basically says to parents, hey, listen. You know, we're going to we're going to keep this stuff out of the kids classroom when they're young. And so when they're young, as in young, when they go watch a movie like Buzz Lightyear, for example, we're, we're just not going to talk about this stuff. Now, I can tell you, I have a first grader. I have a kindergartner and I have a, a two year old. My first grade son doesn't he doesn't he's not ready for this stuff yet. 
He doesn't need to be learning about this stuff yet. He's just having a good enough time in school learning how to write properly and work on his his penmanship. And he loves math and he loves playing the piano. He loves all those things. He doesn't need to know LGBTQ agendas. Unfortunately, we're seeing more and more of that every single day when they put this on our kids. And it's too much pressure for our kids and they don't need to learn this stuff and they don't need to know this stuff. But if you're Disney and you've got all these employees there at your company who say, you need to stand up to Ron DeSantis. How dare he say we can't indoctrinate kids at the earliest age possible? And that's really what it comes down to is indoctrination. It's indoctrination at the earliest possible age. Kids, it's easier to take a kid's mind when it's a mush and jelly and, and tell it how it has to be at first grade than it is at 10th grade. So if you want to indoctrinate them with your agenda, you do it then. You do it at that age. It's, it's the very same reason why when Disney came out and said, we were going to stand up to the state of Florida, and then they got into the battle with Ron DeSantis over that, the employees were the ones who pushed it because these companies keep hiring these woke employees at colleges who then go to work at these companies. Go to woke at these companies. Get it? See what I did there? It's his life mission to make bad decisions. <laughs> It's time for Florida Man. So a Florida man dropped people off at the airport during a deadly police chase, which I admire this guy. I mean, you got it. That's very considerate of him, don't you think? This man led the police on a chase outside of Tampa, um, but he wound up, you know, driving people at the airport, which he actually stopped to do that, which was the vehicle continued to Tampa International Airport in the middle of the chase uh, where it stopped and allowed two adult female passengers out of the car. I mean, they had to catch a flight. It, you know, look, if you're a good friend, you're a good friend. You drive somebody to the airport. You know what I mean? You don't you don't get distracted by the fact that the cops are chasing you because the plane that waits for no man. You know what I mean? No, no person. I should say no plane waits for no person. So that's a guy you want to drive to the airport. Number one, you're getting there in time because he's speeding. It's obviously it's a police chase. And number two, he's not going to get distracted by silly things like the fact there's lots of cops at an airport, for example. So, uh, this guy was accused of stealing over ten thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars in lottery tickets from his own gas station job. <laughs> yeah. So you see, there's an old saying, you know, you don't blank where you eat. You know what I mean? It's kind of that situation. He stole around ten thousand dollars worth of lottery tickets from the cashier counter, and if you win, the problem is they go, "Where'd you get the ticket? Oh, right here." Where you work? Yeah, did you pay for it? Um, no, I borrowed it, but now I have the money. So here's the here's the dollar. You know what I mean? See, you're good for it if you win, I guess, right? And then this guy, this genius, he stole more than $12,000 in clothing from the Ross store that he worked at in Florida as well. So again, you know, if you're stealing from where you work... It's very easy for people to spot you because you work there. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The mainstream media shies away from the simple questions with hard answers that we all need to hear. I'm Byron York from The Byron York Show. Every day on the No Chit Chat podcast, I bring you the reality of what's going on in our government and around the country with no extra fluff. In my latest episodes, I lay out the blunt facts of what's going on in the District of Columbia, the way the media is misleading the public, and plans that political parties are making. Concise, comprehensible news is what America needs and deserves. I'm here to deliver. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.